Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9 on 2FM. I want to talk about sport for a second uh, because I did say it earlier on for a young person to make it to a top level in sport it can take not just commitment from them but really from the whole family we hear this time and time again but what if your family is just a bit too committed just a little too committed as a USA soccer fan uh, fans know pushy parents on the sidelines are a big problem at all levels of sport and Marie Crow from Game On is here to talk about it as well as some famous cases you're very welcome to the show you're flat out busy thanks for coming in oh I love this topic do I you? love it and I love a drama like any bit of a scandal around sport as well I like just it's like that sidebar on the Daily Mail but they make it about sport so it's just perfect perfect combo <laughs> what is the latest with the USA coach versus pl- player scrap what is going on there this Can is a great story to us? so you have the USA soccer manager Greg Berhalter and he is best friends with Claudio Reyna who's a real famous um, American soccer legend just played for the country for years everybody knows who he is mm-hmm. and their two wives Danielle and Rosalind were best friends as well they roomed together in college and they both played soccer as well well, Danielle played for America. She's a very famous person in the USA as well. So Claudio and Danielle have a son called Gio, who's a really good footballer, plays for Borussia Dortmund. And he makes the USA team for the World Cup. But from the outset, Berhalter says, look, you're not going to get a lot of game time. And he didn't get a lot of game time. He got 53 minutes. He didn't get any starts. So obviously this has really upset his parents, uh, best friends of the coach, which makes it a little bit awkward. So after the World Cup, Berhalter does a big... Um, a big conference about sport and he mentions that he has a player who performed below expectations both on and off the pitch and he didn't realise that these comments were going to get out. He thought it was a private event. These comments hit the headlines. Gio put his hand up and said, yep, that was me. I didn't behave very well in the World Cup because I wanted more game time but I'm over it now. Okay. But his mother wasn't over it. Uh Uh-oh. So she hit the roof and she contacted USA Soccer. How old is Gio, by the way? Like about 20. Right. Young fella. Young fella. Yeah. So she contacted USA Soccer and said, I have some very damaging information about your head coach, Greg Behalter. Now she got on to Greg beforehand and told him that I'm going to release this. So, I mean, you could interpret that as blackmail. Um, She said she was going to release it if he didn't start treating her son better and giving him more game time. And he didn't do that. So the information that she supplied to USA Soccer, it it wasn't good information, but... um, there's a lot to it. So back when he was a teenager and he met his wife, they had there was a domestic violence incident and he kicked his wife. Uh, he, he was his girlfriend at the time in the shins and they split up. They went to counselling. They ended up getting back together. They worked through it. They got married. They celebrated their 25 year marriage um, anniversary recently. So they, they got over what happened. It was obviously a, a really unpleasant situation for mm-hmm. everybody and all the rest. But he's now been suspended by USA Soccer. And Danielle admitted that it was her that gave this information. So she had stored that information for 25 years and tried to use it against the coach because she wasn't happy with the way he was treating her son. That's a different level. And they were best friends. That's they were all like level. one big happy family, used to hang out together, Thanksgivings, Awful. holidays, whatever. Best friends. What did that do to the young fella's career? Because she obviously had a goal in mind. Yeah. Did she uh, Did she get what she wanted? Well, she has fractured the whole of USA soccer now because <laughs> oh, <laughs> you talk about next level stuff. So obviously like these two couples are like the golden couple uh, couples of USA soccer and they have connections and friends everywhere. So every single press conference, every single interview, anything that's been spoken about USA soccer since this happened 
has been about this. So everybody's been asked their opinion and it's really divided. Um, it's divided the community over there. Geo's, I mean, you wonder from just the attitude point of view, he is young, he didn't cover himself in glory with his actions in at the World Cup, but like this is going to be surrounding him forever. And mm. like, you know yourself, if somebody's parent isn't the most... Um, the best person to be around? Are you going to be around? want to be around their kid? Like, are you going to want to sign their kid if you're no. going to be getting the Absolutely mom? Absolutely not. This is so damaging for him. It's so damaging for him as well. Now, it's damaging for everybody because totally. the whole lot of them, every sing- the four of them, the parents, have all been damaged by this. Um, something that happened 25 years ago between a couple um, yeah. is now out in public for everybody to give Why their opinion on. anybody in her family say, what are you going to gain out of this? Like, you're going to go nuclear on this. What have you got? <laughs> got to gain just by dragging this family through the mud who've obviously got over it and celebrated the 25 anniversary. I don't know what kind of an episode mm. he was having uh, back then. But what is to gain out Revenge. of Revenge. Awful. Awful. But like you mentioned pushy parents. Like this is all about trying to get revenge for the way that her son was treated. And she said, because of the comments that the coach made at this conference, everybody was trashing her son's reputation. And she said, I'm not going to stand by and let his reputation be trashed by somebody who's not um, of a standing to be able to judge her son. Okay. So that was her thinking behind it. Is it, it right, Gio's mom was an international uh, international soccer player Yeah, herself. she got she got six caps for the USA. She was, she was an international soccer player. She was a really good one. And so was the American coach's wife. And they roomed together in North Carolina and they played on the same soccer team. So they've been best friends forever. Right, not anymore. <laughs> Another World Cup star, uh, Francis Adrian Rabiot. Did I say that Rabiot? right? Rabiot. Rabiot, drop the T. His mother is another level, right? She is another level. level. But I kind of... I'm not. I don't mind her as much as I do the um, as I'm as much as Danielle because she's just going after it. So she's his agent, and whatever she thinks her son should get, she is fighting for it. So if she wants to negotiate a contract, she's saying, "Well, I want to talk to the CEO. I want to talk to the first team coach." She just has her hand in everything, and she's so hard with her negotiations. She doesn't give an inch. She's put a value on her son, and. Um, in her mind, she doesn't care. If they don't meet her terms, it's not happening. Obviously, it's damaging for him, though, because she, again, who's going to want to deal with her? So she has made like crazy demands where she has said that if her son signs for the club that she wants to be at every single first team training, she wants to go to whatever far, uh, whatever trips they're going on all this kind of crazy stuff she speaks to the media instead of him mm. so when there were there was an issue with PSG in France she went to the media and said that her son was being treated like a prisoner that they want him in his pyjamas at 9 o'clock before the game in front of his TV she said it's like he's been held hostage he will soon be in a prison on bread and water so um, yeah she's 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 quite a force whoa it's it's funny listening to you talk about these pushy moms with their sons. If mm-hmm. it was dads with their daughters, it'd be even, I don't know what it is, but we it'd be a different tone to this conversation, I think. I mean, we'd all be quite worried. Yeah. Uh, and we should be worried about things because it's not only damaging to their career, but it, there's an element of um, uh, control mm-hmm. uh, over these adults. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of begs the question as well, like, have they ever been able to do anything for themselves? Mm. So you talked at the top of the show about the commitment that's needed. Well, it comes to things, it's it's about 
a whole lifestyle. So it's like nutrition, it's sleep, it's um, the training that you do, it's the psychology around it. So you can imagine that every single thing that they have done, everything they've put into their body, every move that they've made, every decision that they've made has been controlled by the parents. And I guess maybe the reason we don't talk so much about um, daughters is because there wasn't that much professional sports. There will be now and there is because there is so much more opportunities now for women. But with tennis players, we have seen this in the past. And even just in October, there was a video from a tennis tournament in Serbia that went viral and it was um, uh, a a young woman and she hadn't won a game. She'd lost a match and her father was hitting her over and over again, slapping her, hitting her, pushing her, um, being physically violent to her. And this was all filmed and it went, he was her coach as well, which obviously... Let's talk about that because when parents are also the coach, as that viral mm-hmm. video is an example of, it can go really badly. Is there any other examples of that where the parents are the coach and it's just gone uh, completely sour? It depends the way you look at it because you look at Andre Agassi and yeah. you see how successful he is. I mean, did it go bad for him? Like he won everything. He made, a, I'm sure, a great amount of money, but he was pretty much you could almost say bullied into the sport because since he was able to, when he was in the cot, he was hitting tennis balls. Same with Tiger Woods. His father was intent that he would become a golfer, but he did, you know, he was successful and and had a great life. But there's loads of stories about people that weren't successful. So there's a really good documentary on ESPN, a 30 by 30. It's about the Moranoviches. So Marv Moranovic decided that he was going to make his son, Todd, the best quarterback who's going to be like a prototype quarter quarterback and he did everything this was back like late 80s early 90s when sports science wasn't a thing but he basically was making him like a test tube quarterback and he had um he was training him all the time nutrition he had fitness coaches from some of the big NFL teams he was every single thing that he did was about becoming a quarterback and he did however it didn't last long he kind of imploded he um made some bad decisions went down the the route of of taking drugs and ended up falling out of the game but he's like the first example of that we knew of anyway in terms of being documented and and the documentary and all the rest of somebody really trying to do it and and it been really destructive but I mean, a lot of the stories that we hear and and the Williams sisters, we tend to hear them because they've been successful. We don't really hear about the ones that go wrong. And I'm sure there are loads of Moranoviches along the way. For every single um, Agassiz or Woods or Williams, there are thousands of, of kids who just didn't make it. How much of a problem are pushy parents in, in kids' sports here in Ireland? You know, uh, we've seen it. <laughs> we've seen it on the side of the pitch. That parent who uses a C word when they're shouting at an 11-year-old, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And we, we've witnessed it, parents scrapping on the side of the pitch. I mean, it, it, there needs to be an intervention. It's bonkers. It is bonkers. It's fully bonkers. And it's a huge problem. And every single week we're having discussions about uh, violent incidents on sidelines, about parents getting involved, about the... And it's not even just overzealous parents. It's it's actual physical rows. It's intimidation. It's refereeing incidents. And it's all about trying to make their child successful and trying to ensure that their child will win a game or uh, be the best player on the pitch or win a race or whatever it is. Um, it is a serious problem but there doesn't seem to be any solution to it. Because is it getting worse? Or has I think it it's getting worse because we're in a, everybody's play sport now. So there's way more, there's way more games on, there's way more access. There's kind of more competition as well because there's academies in different sports. Whereas a lot of the time you have to be really, really good and go to England. Whereas now you have soccer academies all around the country. Um, you have rugby academies, you have 
athletics teams, you know, it's there's more of a defined way now to make it to elite sports. So people are seeing more pathways and more kids are involved in sport. I think it's getting worse. Um, I have a son in a soccer academy. So he is in Shamrock Rovers. He's 10 and he really, really enjoys it. But it is intense. And, you know, I have three well, children. You just want to say now you're going to knock the head off anybody who doesn't give him that uh, enough Absolutely. Uh, game time. Yeah, he's game tonight. And I was there. He was up at six o'clock this morning now making sure he guys passed in. <laughs> But go on, what's it like for him in the academy? Yeah, he like he's training and matches. He's five days a week. So he does Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and he does Saturdays and Sundays. So it is really full on. It suits his personality and he really likes it. I'm not saying that all of my kids would, would thrive in a situation like that. He does. Um, he's very conscientious already about... Um, nutrition and sleep and rest and even on Friday I picked him up from basketball training he did match Saturday night I said I was working I said come on we'll go to McDonald's and he wouldn't eat the McDonald's because he said that's not the proper food for my match tomorrow I tried to tell him that chicken tenders were protein protein. (laughs) there's protein in there Um, but but isn't that do you is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I think that I would I would be so proud. My daughter mm-hmm. would never say that. <laughs> but I think the fact that he's aware yeah, he's of educated good on it. he's educated. Yeah. yeah, and he you know, he goes to bed the other two were happy enough to to chow down on their happy meals. Um we I gave him something different when he went home. He made sure that he was in bed at nine o'clock before he went to bed. He had all of his gear on the table. Um he'll make sure, you know, wake me up early so that I can get the right foods. And but he's doing it. He's doing you're it. You're not doing the. You're no. not having a McDonald's because you need to eat uh, something else yeah. before. You know he's, what I mean? Yeah, he's making these choices himself because he wants to do it. And I think you can have the pushiest parents in the whole world, but if the child doesn't want to do it themselves, I don't think that they're going to succeed on the path that their parents have put them on, because otherwise it's going to be a battle every single day. And if I had, if he had chose to have the McDonald's, if if he had said okay to the McDonald's, I would have given it to him and it wouldn't have been the right thing for him for his match the next day. But he made the decision and um, I'm okay with that. You can't do it for them. You can't do it for them. We don't have the time anymore. Anyway. Ah, geez, no time. <laughs> but Great. yeah, I agree. You can't do it for them. And if I had to be, if I had to be telling him every day to go training, I never have to tell him to go training. He is there with his gear ready for me to go every day. And I I don't even have to ask him now, does he have his water or does he have his banana? Like he has all of that stuff himself. Um, and it's probably education, environment, but it shows he wants to go. And until the day that I have to peel him off the couch, then I don't have a worry about it until that day comes. Good. And if you're listening and you are a parent who goes and watches these matches with your kids, <laughs> stop shouting at the children. For God's sake, let them enjoy the match as well. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. I know you're flat out busy. Where can people catch you? I'll be on Game On this evening from 6 to 7, so do tune in. Tune in. Thanks, Marie. You're an absolute legend. Jennifer Zapparelli. Weekday morning from 9. On 2FM.